You win this battle, man, I soon be dead. I'll glue your face to my dick so I can fuck with your head. I got metaphors coming through my pores. You've probably never been in a battle before, so I hope you realize your mistake. There ain't no party cast of candles, this won't be a piece of cake. Please All right, good morning, folks. Welcome to the Before Hours Podcast, an internet radio phenomenon hosted by an occasional morning person. I ask the most interesting people I know about their sleep, their routine, life, love, stress, setbacks, and whatever else comes to mind. Don't forget to write to the Before Hours Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your morning routine and we'll read it live on the air. But for now, you may have seen him performing at clubs all over New York City, as well as doing bicep curls uh, with no weight right now. Um, That's a all man, I can handle. A man with a beautiful mustache, Matt Hansel. Hello. How are you? Uh, Did I say your last name correctly? Matt Hansel. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I'm tired. You're tired. I, I, I told you I was going to be tired. Um... And I, I actually slept much worse than I than I expected. Well, that is really sad to hear. Yeah, it's really sad. And off mic, you told me that you had despair for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Were you being a bit melancholy? A bit melancholy. Uh, also, you know, you know what it actually is is I I I would love to think of another fun three to five syllable word to describe mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But I'm so down and out right now. You're down I, and out. I, I can't. Maybe I'll, I need to get warmed up for sure. But right now, I'm like two syllables max. Right now. <laughs> that's that's all. That's all I can handle. So you're saying, uh, despite the fact that you were just doing bicep curls, that I'll be doing the heavy lifting today. Probably. Yeah. Okay. And that's again, fun. there was no weight in the curls, so that's <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a posturing act that you know probably comes from like some sort of deep seated insecurity and mm-hmm. needing to make a scene to feel seen okay um but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i will i will say so this is episode number three that we're recording matt and every single person has done something some sort of bit while i'm doing the intro of course because of how ridiculous the intro is i think i mean more than anything it is probably comedians inability to just sit still and listen for a little bit. It's like, all right, something is happening mm-hmm. that it maybe isn't about me right now. <laughs> Let's figure out if we can make that change. Dude, I hate when things aren't about me. It's stupid. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, so Matt is a comedian, as am I. And uh, a lot of times we'll be in the back of the room waiting for our turn to go up. And I like to watch the other comedians and what they do. And a lot of comics, instead of watching the show to get a sense of what the room is like before they go up. I'm talking shit about my peers, by the way, I'm aware. But they'll just be on their phone. Mm. And I hate to sound like a boomer and be like, get off your phone. But I'm like, it might be helpful to get off your phone in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, well, open mics often suck enough mm. on their own. It would be just, you know, even if it's 10% more helpful to mm-hmm. just pay attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some some days you don't have it in you. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I, I've uh, uh, had it so bad uh, one time. Uh, I was floored that this had happened. And uh, no, folks, I will not name names. But I was at a show. So not an open mic, but a show where we have a responsibility to make the common folk laugh. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm hosting. I started the show doing crowd work. And uh, there's this phenomenon in comedy where a comic will show up late to a show, hasn't seen the crowd work and starts doing 
the same, same crowd, crowd work. work. Where are you guys from? And they like hesitate because they're like, but we were just asked where they're from. And then the comedian's like, you're you're stupid for not immediately answering. You know, biggest comedy pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. But uh, I this was even worse because the comic, the first comic on the show after me uh, comes up. She had been in the room the whole time, but was just like on her phone. Mm. And so not even 10 minutes had gone by before she asked the same people the same questions that I had already asked them. And I was floored that that could have happened. How, how did the audience respond? Um, pretty much the, the just probably a little bewildered, a little. Because, like yeah, yeah. She was like, uh, how long have you guys been together? Which is, you know. A brilliant question. That's how I like to start. That's how I like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's honestly, if you're a comedian watching this, please don't ask the audience members how long they've been in a relationship before, because that's kind of my thing. That's it. Yeah. It, it's a Bobby. She I'm that's actually Bobby working on special. cop. <laughs> so I think she had also asked. And then uh, they there was like a moment of hesitation. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. This is a difficult question. And it's just incredibly unlikable, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and it's they've already been asked it. It's mm -hmm. it's a whole. There was um, there was a couple on a first date at uh my most recent show where um <laughs> you could tell they weren't going to be good audience members as soon as they walked in because mm -hmm. the first thing she said was, "Is it going to be funny?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be funny? So it's like. Like, I think there's like maybe just a, there was a lack of understanding of mm -hmm. what this is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so the host is often asking questions, trying to get audience engagement. So the host is uh, asked, they're in the front row. They are the first to, or directly in front of where the comic stands. They're mm -hmm. right there. Um, host is like asking them questions. And so then because they've never been to a comedy show, they don't understand that that is just like you know the host thing mm -hmm. and so then the first comic gets oh, no. up and they're not talking to them uh -huh. and then she just goes why aren't you talking to us oh that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and the the comic's just like because this joke isn't about you this is <laughs> this joke is about being a seven foot tall asian guy and you have no idea what there's, there's nothing that mm -hmm. has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. She's just like, I don't feel it. I don't feel the blood. <laughs> and people were like, the blood? What? The blood? <laughs> I don't know. What a, what a weird like 19th century thing to say. The blood was not I, there. I don't feel the blood. That was uh, so I've never. Th that That's fascinating to me that she had that reaction because I'm used to the other way where. uh um, the audience is like, why are you talking to why us? Are please, you yeah. please present your material, you know? So that's kind of interesting. She was like, but I liked, this sounds like she might be a very lonely woman, lonely she, and she disagreeable. Was, she was, she was mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, they were on a first date. Uh -huh. He was like a, a really good sport. He mm -hmm. kind of looked like the host. So the host was just like, like brought him up on stage and just like, yeah, who's your dad, man? Like, mm -hmm. just like had like a good like riff with him, and uh, then he was asking like, "Cause it's first date," and he's like, "How's it going? Like, do you have any X?" And she's just like, "I have a lot of X right now." And I'm just like, "Right now?" Yeah, like 
just about the guy she's on oh, the first date so, with. That, so mean. God damn. And he's like, he actually DM'd us after the show and was like, hey, sorry. She liked the show, but she she just had to go home. And I was just like, I knew that it was just like a, an excuse, but I thought it was very sweet that he DM'd us to like apologize because for... he doesn't know that we deal with people like that on a regular basis yeah so he's like hey if someone ever treated me the way she treated you i'd be devastated so i have to message you to let you know it's gonna be he okay. treated it like he had a he had a friend that disrespected our home <laughs> yeah you know? and it was like it's it's fine i um uh, used to bark outside of a comedy club. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, barking is uh, in New York City, people uh, walk down the street. And if you're walking in, in New York, someone might yell at you, hey, comedy show tickets. And a lot of the times uh, the person yelling that is a new comedian that needs stage time and they get stage time in exchange for selling tickets. And so I, I was doing that. Um, and after a while, if someone had the attitude of, uh, is this going to be funny? I would just say no, <laughs> because I didn't want them to come. Like mm -hmm. at some, at a certain yeah. point, it's quality, uh, it's quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm like, this person isn't going to be fun. No. Um, I remember it was another, uh, time, uh, sort of a variation of this. Uh, the person asked, um, are the comedians racist? <laughs> And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some, some problem. I mean, racism is a, it's a, it's a spectrum, mm -hmm. you know, there, mm -hmm. we all have our predisposed notions of how, of how things work. In Gender the world. is a spectrum and racism is a, a spectrum. Race is a spectrum. I, I <laughs> just being open-minded, like, well, some people are very racist because that's where they are on the racist spectrum. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> you are a genius. And you said that you were you were not fully awake, but I think you're I think you're batting a thousand right now. I'm warm, I'm warming up. You're warming up. I, I'm going I would say I'm going for base hits. You're going for base I'm hits? Not, I'm not swinging for the fences. Okay. I'm I'm just, you know, I'm getting on base. Mm -hmm. And that still drives in the runs. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, dude. That that felt good. Mm -hmm. Just saying that right there. It's you seem like someone that uses a lot of baseball metaphors, and I don't mean that as an insult. I, I definitely try and look for metaphors in any way I can. Okay. I like I like doing that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so, would you say, going with the metaphor theme, are you are you an early bird or a night owl? Are uh, those metaphors, similes? Early bird night. I guess that's a metaphor. Because you're saying like I am you, like I this am, animal. I but without saying mm -hmm. like or as. So it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Okay. Damn, I haven't really had to pull out my English knowledge like that. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm certainly a night owl. I uh, I probably went to bed at 4 a.m. last night. Um, and I woke up four separate times in between uh, then and then also waking up at like 10, 20. Okay. And we had run into each other like, like you said earlier a few days ago mm -hmm. i told you the premise of the podcast and you were already booked as a guest and you said i am going to because we're recording at 11 a.m you said i am going to be tired i certainly yeah and, and i last night i was like winding down for bed and i was it was like one so i was like maybe i will get like a good and then now i lay down in bed at two 
nothing for an hour. In fact, I felt uh, like a kind of like a deep anger just <laughs> sort of boiling inside me for a little bit, mm -hmm. which is a problem I have. I'm mostly chill, mm -hmm. but then there are times, and my friends have talked to me about it, where it's like, it seems like there's like a seething sort of just sort of like uh sweating anger that's sort of leaking okay. out of you like a falling down type anger mm -hmm. okay um and it, I, I don't think it doesn't have like a huge uh effect on my life but it it's there okay and i acknowledge it mm -hmm. um and last night I, I had a bad night at work mm -hmm. i wasn't supposed to be working last night mm -hmm. i don't usually work nights mm -hmm. um but i did it went very poorly and I, I think um, even though I don't believe in maybe the, the sense of the Christian God, I was upset at God last night. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Or the cosmos or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. just, um, yeah. And then, and then you have to do the whole thing where you have to like walk yourself down and you're like, okay. I, I feel this way because it's some sort of thing with my ego mm -hmm. or whatever. And then you have to say, sorry, God. Mm -hmm. um, Christ is cool. Christ is cool. Uh, praise Allah. Christ is cool sounds like something like uh, the hip Christian kids would like wear as a T-shirt. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, in the 80s, it was like choose life, but it was like a tie dye T-shirt. So mm -hmm. they were like, OK, that's not. You know, that's not a, <laughs> that's, that's actually not, pretty cool <laughs> that, that guy's not a nerd he's wearing a colorful t-shirt virginity rocks yeah <laughs> damn yeah. uh well that's interesting uh to um because i was gonna ask uh what uh keeps you up at night are you a person that has trouble falling asleep on the regular yeah okay for sure and is it usually so last night it was that you were kind that's, of upset is yeah. that usually what it is or is it no it, it could be anything okay um uh i've always i've always been someone who's had like a hard time sleeping but it's typically last night was unusual mm -hmm. but typically once i am asleep yeah i'm very asleep Ooh, okay so, so you like don't once i'm once i'm down i'm down okay um i i don't snore i don't toss or turn i don't do any of the mumbo jumbo i'm i'm down and i like a good Christian, I I stay in my slumber. I don't know if Christians sleep. I don't know if that's a thing that is in the Bible is quality of sleep. It's it's not one of the stereotypes that Christians have is that they sleep. Although that does sound very biblical. Um, uh, he went to sleep and nonetheless had slumbered or whatever. Mm -hmm. Honestly, though, if if I'm gonna say it, I think I would say I would assume. I don't know. I would say any deeply religious person might not sleep as well because they do have such a innate fear of God um, that I would imagine would be very all-consuming. Um, so I had uh, read, um, I was reading about death anxiety because um, I was uh, curious um, what, if any, relationship there is between religiosity and death anxiety. Um, because I'm not religious, uh, I'm an atheist and, uh, I have zero death anxiety. I have like pain anxiety. I have failure anxiety, but the idea that like, it's going to be over doesn't bum me out like in the least bit. Um, so I was curious if, if, uh, is failure anxiety, not death anxiety in some respect though? 
It's no, I don't think so because failure anxiety is more like suffering anxiety. It's because okay. it's like I'm an old man that still has to worry about money. That's what failure that does. That yeah, that mm-hmm. sucks. Because yeah, the life I want as a, a old man whose body is inevitably failing is mm-hmm. that I at least don't have to think about money. Yeah, that if I'm not lonely and I'm not poor as an old person, I fucking did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like death anxiety to me. Um, in my opinion, death is just lights out. So there's yeah. nothing to be afraid of. You know, I, I, it bums me out. I'm like, I would like for this to continue indefinitely. But like, if it had, like, if it happened right now, it's no longer my problem. It would be like, be, you know, the podcast, be my problem. It would be your, it'd be you Con- it'd for sure be Connor's <laughs> problem. If you died right now, I'm sure. I mean, luckily it's being recorded because I mean, thank God that uh-huh. would be such a mess. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, you'd you'd almost certainly shit your pants. Yeah, if you were get an erection. If I mean, if, I mean, if you got an erection, we'd have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> I it would if you died right now, we would be in trouble for sure. Yeah, I think so. It would uh, it would certainly be like a new clause in the contract. Like yeah, the, the studio is if not you die liable for death. That's or on yeah, injury. that's on you. <laughs> Podcasting is dangerous, and you agree to do it on your own free will. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'd I'd probably I'd wait a little bit, you know, to be like, okay, Bobby's dead. Mm-hmm. Mourn for the correct amount of time. But also, can I get the and then audio because I well also, you know, it's uh I I can now say podcasting is dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can, you got to watch out for cancel culture. You got to watch out for heart disease. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion, <laughs> aneurysms. Like, what? Full blown AIDS. That's what you you got it miraculously during the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah. then died of it. That's just just how great this conversation was. Is that it gave me AIDS? Yeah, it was so sexy. <laughs> the kind of sex where it's so good you can only get AIDS from it. Yes, you know. Mm-hmm. God, that's got to be good. Very funny comedian of mine, Jeff Greenspan. He's a gay guy and he talks about he's older, too. He's like in his 50s. Um, uh, but he, he was talking about uh, coming of age in the 80s as a young man that didn't have, you know, all the information that we're lucky to have now with the Internet and stuff. So he thought as a virgin gay man that he might have AIDS. That's I. I love when anyone has that kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love it because I I don't, but I'm always fascinated as to how people get to certain conclusions. Mm-hmm. I always think it's funny. Like uh, my good friend and a fellow comedian, Noah Snyder. Mm-hmm. Shout is, out to Noah. Shout out to Noah. I love I love you, my sweet baby boy. Do you want to drop his socials real quick? Uh, at Noah underscore Snyder. Um, he hosts Kiwi Bagel with me. Um, Kiwi Bagel Comedy on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, he is so neurotic. It is so funny to watch him because he so he um quit his job and got another job. Mm-hmm. And he emailed his new job about like the starting schedule. They didn't get back to him in like two hours. Uh-huh. So he's like, I don't know. Maybe they just decided that I'm not hired anymore. <laughs> Even though they went through like all this paperwork, <laughs> did like his social security number. Just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think it's like, and then he talks the whole thing through. He's like, 
maybe I don't have a job, then I don't have money. I'm gonna have to like, <laughs> oh, gee, I'm not gonna be able. To, yeah, just I'm not gonna be able to pay rent. I, I I might have to move in with my girlfriend, and just and just like this whole unpacking, and it's like, mm-hmm. dude, it's three p.m. Yeah. Like they'll get, <laughs> they will get back to you. Oh my god, that sounds so stressful. <laughs> I I know. I I uh, I and then. Yeah, it is funny to watch people be like fully like mm-hmm. expect the worst in, in what I think is a very irrational way. And mm-hmm. I think in some respect he does as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, yeah, Gay gay Virgin AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's honestly the name of my new band. <laughs> <laughs> gay Virgin AIDS. Um, so to, to put a bow on this death anxiety thing, mm-hmm. um, I uh so yeah I read um this paper who has the biggest death anxiety and it's uh people that are kind of religious. Mm. The reason being um is that very religious people that at least in their mind know that they're doing the right thing. They're like I go to church. I yeah. donate to charity. They're like when I die it's nothing to be anxious about because I'm going to heaven. Yeah. And uh like totally atheistic people they're like not same thing they're like yeah. it's lights out what's there to be anxious about the people that are most anxious are like i think something's next and i don't know if i've prepared for it you know what i mean yeah i mean that's um i think i'll hit that when i become like a third muslim a third muslim i think i'll be like a third muslim half atheist and mm-hmm. then a mix of uh what was the first um, monotheistic religion that starts with a Z? Z- oh, I do know what you're talking about, right? but I don't. Uh, yeah, it's kind of forgotten in terms of because it was it was the first one. Is it? It's honestly disrespectful that I don't remember. Yeah, you guys, write to the Before Hours Podcast at gmail.com if you know what we're talking about. For the, I think there's like only sixty thousand people who are even still in it now. Mm-hmm. That must not have like the appealing story that like the Abrahamic religions have, because really like the big three, what a great story. Yeah, you know, and it's it's various like. Um, actually, I'm not. I'm actually not gonna give light to it because mm-hmm. I think, I actually think it's bold for them to say they're the first monotheistic religion. I think that's actually not true, and yeah. I think that's some history rewriting, mm-hmm. and. Um, for some reason, I've become very passionate about like history rewriting in the past like, okay. three or four years. Mm-hmm. Revisionist history. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't like it. Okay. I think uh, the to- the story should be told as it is, mm-hmm. not as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. So, if there's any adherence to the mysterious uh, Z religion, um, you're on notice. Sorry, Matt has put you on notice. I thought for sure you were gonna go with like a. <laughs> slavery or holiday like, i thought you were gonna try and bury me into that sort of thing <laughs> that's that seems kind of rude to do at 11 a.m yeah mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll save the heavy hitting stuff for you know like towards towards the end of the podcast yeah but right now we're, we're just sort of worried about um you know you being angry at night and not being able to fall asleep yeah it's um it's very important mm-hmm. uh i mean sleep sleep is important i honestly I used to not, I used to neglect sleep quite a bit, but now I am trying to be better about mm-hmm. it. And I'd say for the most part I am, but, um, you know, some days 
So do you have a bedtime routine? Because I, f- I feel like the 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 winding down routine, you mentioned winding down. Mm-hmm. I think that that's very important. Um, so typically I, I try and, and I'm not very good at it, if I'm being totally honest. I try and like not look at my screen right before bed. But it also it's like typically when I'm like about to knock out, it is listening to a podcast. Okay. That I'd say that is probably the most consistent part of it. Mm-hmm. Is that I do need some sort of filler audio and white noise doesn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um but like a mundane conversation, usually amongst like comedians, mm-hmm. um, I will like fall asleep. So too. will you listen to this episode to fall asleep? I might. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, I find that I have to, I also have to fall asleep with something on in the background. And I feel like the people that don't might be Zen masters. Like they're like, well, the lights are off now and my eyes are closed and I'm asleep in 15 minutes. One, uh, My best friend growing up from childhood. I mean, I do not know how he does it. Mm-hmm. He turns his brain off immediately. Okay. He also, he like, he like, he's a, he's like a back sleeper, but he literally like, uh, not cocoon. Um, like a coffin, like coffin, laying yeah, down yeah. with his hands across his chest. So he, he like coffins, he just lies down and then in two minutes he is fully asleep. That's just, amazing. and I do not understand it. Mm-hmm. He, he baffles me because he, I have known him every day of my life mm-hmm. and yet I, I do not understand how he works at all. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have the, um, I think a uh, comedian, Doug Stanhope, uh, described it this way. Um, it is, uh, the carnival in your head that goes off once all the distractions are gone mm. where it's like, um, it doesn't even necessarily have to be negative. It's, but it's just noise. You know, like I, I think he says, like, there must be something that rhymes with orange, you know, mm. and then it's like, we didn't start the fire. Like, it's just like <laughs> I almost I almost think of it like uh, the episode of The Simpsons where they show what Homer Simpson's mind is. And it's just a monkey with two symbols. Just, oh, yeah. Go, yeah like yeah. doing this over and over again. I feel like sometimes that's that's my mind. But it does it does uh, lean more towards the negative the negative or the sexual? That's for me. Mm-hmm. I'm either mad or horny. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> and sometimes both, both. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are times, and I've talked about this with friends, especially when it's like, you know, summer in New York. And I mean, the, the amount of gorgeous people that live here, mm-hmm. I mean, you will just walk around and be like, that's, there's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's not, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, um, I, I do, I do not support it. I don't want it to stop. The, the idea, the thing is, you're, you're saying like it's like, uh, you know, the the type of people, people that say like billionaires shouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. You, I, there are some people. Pe- there, there should be a cap. Mm-hmm. There should be a cap. <laughs> and also, like. Same thing with billionaires. More of them are popping up. I do feel like hot people are becoming more common. Um, 
But you know what? I actually, I have this exercise that I do in my head whenever I see, whenever I feel like it happens a lot because of Instagram too. Whenever I feel like I see too many hot people or beautiful people, I like make it a goal to like go to just a regular public space Mm -hmm. where there probably will just be like regular mm-hmm. like i'll go to a the couple grocery- of bobby sheens and matt hansel's yeah rocking I'll, around. I'll i'll go to the grocery store where and not like a whole foods mm-hmm. not a trader joe's mm-hmm. not where young hot people mm-hmm. hang out i'm going to like a walgreens yes you know mm-hmm. or uh, a target and i'm just like wow not a lot going for these people. And a secure, uh, secure guy walks by and he's like, uh, can I help you with something, sir? And you're like, no, I'm just looking at the uglies. <laughs> no, or the security guard comes up to me and is like, can I help you with something? I was like, you already did. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> you are a Wisconsin six <laughs> and nothing brings me greater joy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like any major city, but especially New York, attracts... Um, High conscientious people, and here's a big one, wealthy people. Mm Because I feel like it is easier to be hot when you are wealthy. If you have genetics plus money, it's all you got to do is not fuck it up. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? They fuck it up. (laughs) They, I mean, it's wild what like a hot, rich New York local can do to their lives. Because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But, um... I think uh, as far, maybe not in the results way, but in the way they live their life, it is uh, chaotic and um, not healthy. Yeah. Uh, a hot person that um, doesn't sleep very well and drinks a lot of alcohol, like eventually they'll be back to, shall we say, our level. I don't, I don't even view it as that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that that is a good life. Okay. And I... I don't, I don't, I try not to view things as like, if I do this, then this will happen sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, as far as far as like an overtime period, like, but it's like, if I, if this is the process that I'm working with, yeah. I don't think that will be a good process. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think it's fun to like get drunk, yell at everybody and then um, just be like, that's just, I just, that's just what I do. Yeah, like, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. You have no interest in being a bad bitch. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I would love, I I think uh, I would love to be um, silly as much as possible. You are a silly goose. I would uh, love it. Now, do you not drink at all? I drink. Oh, you drink? I drank last night. Uh-huh. Probably more than I would have liked to, mm-hmm. but it was a very bad shift at work. I was working a double and it was 4th of July. I was very tired and upset. Um, and it did make me feel a little bit better in the moment, but probably led to me not sleeping as well. Yeah. Um, I also have this thing now where in the past two years, if I drink too much, I just will get sick. Not even. Okay. No. Like if I drink three days in a week, next week I'm sick for sure. So I'm, I'm very, uh, selective about when I drink. Mm-hmm. Because I like it. I do like it. But I also don't like being sick. Yeah. Um, and I think it allows me to live, a, in general, more healthy life. Mm-hmm. I feel I typically feel better. I sleep better. 
it's probably for the best that I don't do that. But there are times where I wish I could like, I went out last night. I'd love to go out again tonight, mm -hmm. but maybe I shouldn't because mm -hmm. I, you know, because I'll get sick. My lymph nodes get really swollen. I don't like it. Okay. Your lymph nodes get, that's My lymph nodes right up here, they mm -hmm. get, they get very swollen. It hurts. Um, I've had uh, a recurring thing where my uvula swells up. Um, so I know what a uvula is, but for people like the, the punching bag at the back of your throat. Oh, okay. Um, so that will become about three to four times its regular size and it will droop down and hang oh, on geez. my tongue. Are you allergic to alcohol? No. Because huh. I, I mean, I drank for, I mean, years and years before mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. and it was fine. Oh, it's like an age thing. I think it's an age thing. Oh, interesting. Or it's either a post COVID thing. I've had COVID twice now. Okay. Or, Allegedly. or a vaccine thing. Ooh, um, I don't. Uh, know. Well, this is gonna get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been on podcasts before where they we mentioned COVID in passing, and then there, it gets flagged. No way! Yeah, oh, yeah. Big shit. Brother is listening. Damn. <laughs> Even Shout still, out Big though, Brother, if you're listening, are they still it. are they still doing that now? Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, and because uh, because uh, I have another podcast with my friends, and we had uh, um, Dave Cyrus, very fun comedian. Mm -hmm. He was just talking about. Um, COVID, but not in a, I mean, he's a pretty, you know, in, in terms of politics, like a mainstream guy. Mm -hmm. So he was saying, he was being like, you should take the vaccine. Like the vaccine works, blah, blah, blah. And even that, like AI was like, if you want to learn more about the vaccine, please click here. I'm like, oh, geez. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, we talked about this off mic. You are not participating in Jackless July. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I think I've only... <coughs> <coughs> I think I've only jacked once in July, though. Okay. It is July 5th. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did it July 1st. Okay. I got it out of the way. Got it out of the way. Just to be like, I'm not participating. Do you want to explain for the listeners what Jackless July is? Jackless July is a tradition started by American great Bobby Sheehan um, to fight off the, the horny demon that consumes us all um, by... Not giving in to uh, the the reptilian mind, and you know, um, disparaging your seed, you you retain it. You don't even. It's not even about retention. It's it's about full. Try not to get a boner, and even if you do get a boner, don't catch the boner. <laughs> That's very important. Because <laughs> you're gonna want to touch your boner. That's a crazy thing. Is like the first thing you think when you have a boner is I I have to <laughs> I have to touch it. I and I'm unpacking this now for myself if I'm being honest. It's wild, it's wild that like our sort of Neanderthal brain just goes, I just gotta touch it. I got I if I squeeze it in a weird way, I'm sure it'll feel good. And it does. It feels, I mean, if you're not, you know what? Sometimes I feel like some people are bad at uh, jacking. Um, I feel I just, it's the same way you think like some person might be bad at fucking. Mm -hmm. I look at some people and I go, there's no way you could pleasure yourself. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah I I think part of it is like a, a weird neuroticism they might have anyway. Huh. Sometimes I think, but sometimes I think that would feed into 
being good at jacking. Okay. Like, I think Noah Snyder, incredible jacker. Okay. I think he jacks top tier. Uh Uh-huh. Because if he doesn't jack off within two hours, he's like, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my (laughs) apartment. That's what I want him to say to me next. Mm -hmm. I want him to have that full episode of Panic and then just go, I need to come right now. Yeah. I need to jerk off Mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are people where I look at them and I say, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You could like, you can make yourself come. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, like a physiological, biological Mm -hmm. response to certain stimulus. But I don't think it's good. I, um, so... I think that there are women that can't make themselves come. No offense, ladies. Shout out to ladies. But men, I feel like because it's so easy, it's up, down, up, down, up, down. Now, have you um, have you met a man that's like, I can't come. I can't make myself come. I don't think he would admit it. Oh, OK. This is this is my and honestly, this is my uh, first step in uncovering um, a big thing. And honestly, for the men out there that are bad at jacking off, it's mm-hmm. okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, don't feel like a jerk. Don't no feel don't feel like a jerk. Um, and also, if you feel like you can't do it yourself, explore other options. Mm-hmm. You know, um, don't get a flashlight though. Don't get a flashlight. Get a seven thousand dollar fuck doll <laughs> uh, with AI um, moving eyes mm-hmm. and you know full voice box and everything. Abandon your family, you know, (laughs) Um, spend all the money you have on that. If you don't have that money, borrow it for (laughs) sure. Borrow it. It is worth it. Get a a payday loan. Those are great. The fact that you are bad at jacking means you should prioritize getting the absolute best. Mm. You are incapable of self-love and you need assistance. So... Spend that seven to, I'm sure there's some for a hundred grand. Don't do that. If you're bad at jacking off, chances are you're poor and a loser. Um, that's not true. You could be rich and there's, I feel like there's rich people who are bad at jacking off. I will say that. The, the billionaire class might be some of the worst. Actually, some of them, some of them might be good. All right. I need to have this. I need to have this conversation. We're pivoting. Get the sex doll. Do whatever you like. Which billionaires do you feel like are good? And like we're like gonna we're gonna rattle a few off. Who do you think is a good jacker and a bad jacker? See, I <clears throat> and I I feel like I don't want to because you don't want to. No, I want to yes and this bit, but it's 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 so far beyond my understanding of human nature i'm not i'm not on board with the premise is basically what i'm saying Mm. i don't think that there's any man that gets an erection and looks down on it and goes i don't know what to do no it's it's not that okay it's not that it's he he is doing it and maybe he doesn't know any better Mm -hmm. you know i think it i i I, you know what it is i i i think of it as like if you have only ever had um two dollar wine okay you know Mm -hmm. it's or um two dollar steak okay it's it's there Uh uh-huh it has uh it will get the job done it's it is it is to be consumed but when you compare it to say you know a 500 dollar bottle of wine 
or an A5 Wagyu steak, it's that's sort of more of what I'm equating it to. You can eat it the same way you can jack it and you can come. It's it's that. So when you compare the two, you're like, oh, this is why why would I eat this when this is there? So I think they're unaware. I think they're unaware as to how good they could be at jacking. So is is the argument like billionaires, mm-hmm. they get pussy. But working class heroes like us who get less pussy, mm-hmm. it's almost like they say like deaf people can see better and blind people can hear better. Is mm-hmm. it that sort of thing where it's like, I might not get a bunch of pussy, but I know how to teach little Bobby who his daddy is. Yeah. Okay. I, I think um, I think there are ways that the universe balances things out. Okay. That's yeah. So I guess it would be it's then bad jackers and good jackers um is like old money and new money. The parallel parallel is almost like perfect. Because mm-hmm. old money, they've been fucking whores since they were 15. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry, sex workers. And but but new mo- money. I feel like new money like uh like Mark Zuckerberg was um who I do not look like at all. <laughs> But I feel like he was jacking off for a long time before he, you know, founded the Facebook. Interesting. See, I look at Mark Zuckerberg. I think bad jacker. Okay. I think bad jacker. Okay. And and and, and by the way, when we say Mark Zuckerberg is a bad jacker, that that's just Matt's opinion. Yeah. It's not. I don't it, know. Yeah. It, it it's it's it, he's not diagnosing anybody. He's only speculating about what could be happening in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. So, but why do you, why would you say that about Mark? Um, I don't I don't see it in his eyes. I also so I'll say he's a bad jacker. I'll also say he's probably a bad a bad fuck as well. Okay. Um, I think most things that have to deal with sort of the the interpersonal human connection, even self connection, because mm-hmm. I think the connection you have with yourself is a very important one. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's good at any of that. Um, I okay. think he has. Uh, dead eyes um lifeless i i don't think honestly i think with him it's that he doesn't have enough charisma to make himself come i think he looks at himself doing that and goes no <laughs> it's you know what it, this might be the most controversial take <laughs> yeah Podca- podcasters they want to have a hot take and this is this is a take so strange mm-hmm. that I wouldn't if you said make up a strange take I wouldn't have been able to but I respect it I could I could I could you know because the old joke is like a, a man can't find the clit or a man just like fucks robotically he has no sense of like what women like yeah. or a man's like mine is poisoned by porn but a man who it's almost like the same type of person that can't dance. Mm-hmm. They also don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but even, but, but I, I think people who can't dance could be good at Jack. I don't understand this. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was just at a moment where I'm like, Matt, I think I see what you're saying. And then every time I feel like I know where it's going, you throw me a new curveball. Well, would you say you're a good dancer or a bad dancer? I'm a good dancer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although the, I was expecting you to say bad dancer. 
but I shouldn't have said that. I would have said I would. I could see you being a good dancer, but I was expecting you to say bad dancing. Uh, good dancing is well. I can't do like flips or anything. I mean, (laughs) I don't think that should be the prerequisite. I'm not a like one of those Showtime guys, believe it or not. But I feel like most of dancing. I would sorry. I -hmm. would love to see you with the Showtime guys. (laughs) I could be their hype man. Even better. Mm -hmm. I could be the Josie to their Kid Rock. Yeah, or ju- just seeing you, but like not because like the way they hype themselves up is mm-hmm. just like, yeah, like all sort of like in unison mm-hmm. clap because it's with the beat. Mm-hmm. It's doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see you like WWE fan or like early UFC days fan, like just absolutely just, yeah, <laughs> just every time they do like something super cool. Or e- even like they're rattled by it. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't like it. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> they keep moving carts to get away from you. They don't want to be on the same subway car as you. They're like, please. Uh-huh. They beat you so mm-hmm. many times. They've jumped you. They uh, have two tried. Two black eyes, they, they are trying to get you to understand, mm-hmm. but you have um, a strong determination mm-hmm. and- uh, I think they say indomitable will about indomitable you. Indomitable will. Okay. Um, and I you, got gusto, gumption, gusto, gumption, moxie, gay virgin aids. Oh hell yeah, dude! I uh, yeah, if comedy doesn't work out, I'm gonna be a hype man for um, for Showtime people, <laughs> which I imagine pays even less. Yeah, if comedy doesn't work out, I'll get beat up by <laughs> dancers on the train. You know, nobody. Um, I don't think I have a respect for anybody less than the type of person on the train that is excited for the showtime people. For those that are unaware, by the way, in New York City, there are uh, young men who like to dance on the train. And it's uh, some of them are very impressive. It is very impressive. But every time I refuse to look at them, I like I had a principle because mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, you could dance outside. You could dance in a club. You could rent out a room and sell tickets to have people see you dance. Also, um, this is uh, no offense to any dancers that might be listening, but I feel like it's an art form that just doesn't connect with me emotionally. Yeah. Like I, uh, it's almost like someone's like, oh, well, I'm really good at building tables. I'm like, man, well, I use tables, but I don't really. It's not yeah. something I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. You know, no offense to Jesus Christ and the other carpenters out what, there. What would you say your least... Uh, connected to arts that you feel like that's the dumb way to ask the question mm-hmm. which art do you connect with the least like hate, some yeah poetry hate poetry uh, no, oh i like poetry hate it i feel like i despise it uh-huh. i think it is um i think i think poetry should stop at like 12 years old mm. i l- used to love shell silverstein books okay i thought it was very cute but i do I do think it's a little childlike. I can like really impressive, profound poetry sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think most people who like kind of do, I don't, I hate, I hate it. I hate listening to it. I hate the cadence. I think I really hate the cadence. I think um, the way they talk, I don't like when someone talks like in a way that is, uh, doesn't feel somewhat natural 
Okay. And I think that's why I connect to comedians who are a little bit more conversational mm -hmm. and uh, similar in the way they speak, like off stage as well. Okay. Um, that being said, some comedians who are like set up punch, I can really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, but poetry, I really don't like. Okay. Um, I don't love theater. I can like theater. Um, what, what what are you? What are you? I I think that uh, I think it might be dancing. I dancing. think um, um, athletics in general. Like uh, I enjoy watching a game as a social social event with other people that like it, but I would never watch one by myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like of the arts, uh, dancing might be like the most athletic art. You know what I mean? So when someone does a flip. I'm like, well, that's a very impressive physical thing that they taught themselves to do, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make me think about the human condition mm. the way poetry does. And I will say poetry can be very cringe, can be pretentious, but like any art, if it's done poorly, is going to be uh, bad. It's yeah. going to be cringy. You know what I sure. mean? Like comedy can come across as like as uh, pretentious or cringe or, or or hack or whatever. So, yeah. um, but the best I will say. The best form of poetry is hip hop music. Yeah. Like I think uh, in my mind, like any, any poetry before hip hop is like people trying to do hip hop without knowing that it exists yet. That's interesting. And so when people do poetry now, I'm like, why don't you just rap? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair. I think maybe, I think what you helped me just realize is that it is the air of pretentiousness mm -hmm. around poetry that I don't like. Um, I don't like the snaps because, yeah, I guess it's sort of strange to interrupt a poet with actual loud clapping. For sure, I I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the snaps. I don't like the. So we, you might be talking about spoken word, which is a type of poetry. But it's like. But I also don't like other poetry. Oh, I see. Okay. But I really don't like that. A book of poems. You're not even fucking. No way. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. No. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Walt Whitman before the episode. Yeah. Walt Whitman can suck my dick. Walt Whitman. I'm reading a biography about him now. Um, I'm not even the biggest fan of his poetry, but I do uh, like the era of American history before, during, and after the Civil War. I think that that's very interesting. And he was around during that time. And so like he wrote a bunch of uh, poems about Lincoln. Um, so I was just like, okay, a non-politician, non-general that just existed in that time, what was his life like? And I will say that he's very pretentious. He comes off as pretentious because, not just because he's a poet, he had, um, are you familiar? And this is going to sound like a curveball, but uh, do you know phrenology? Oh, yeah. So I think I, I, I had a friend with a phrenology skull in high school. Really? Very. That sounds illegal. <laughs> we it, I did not. We I don't know. I haven't talked to him, honestly, since high school. But uh, yeah, we saw that at like a party. Fourth of July party, actually. OK. Um, that. We could, we don't know if it was like mm -hmm. real yeah, yeah. or not, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we didn't like it. Yeah, I feel like uh, that that could go one or two ways. If you're like, I have a human skull, it's like, oh wow, this guy's eccentric, or oh wow, this guy's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 
Because it had the thing was is it had like that like three prong measuring tool. Oh, okay. <laughs> that phrenology phrenology like it was definitely like a phrenology skull. Uh huh. Um, and whether that's like a history thing, yeah, or what I don't I don't know. And it, honestly, what was crazy to me was that only a few of us realized what it was like immediately. Yeah. Um. Very, very strange. Sorry, you were talking about uh, history phrenology. I interrupted. Yeah, so when I, w- when I was reading about it, my conception of phrenology is that it was just a vehicle for racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was. that, But apparently that's not all it was. So the, those that are unfamiliar, um, phrenology was a pseudoscience popular in, I, I believe, just the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like we could tell uh, your intelligence, your personality, um, et cetera, et cetera, by uh, measuring your skull and feeling for how your skull is shaped and how big your skull is. And then, of course, part of that was being like, and, you know, uh, you know, black people and Native Americans have different skulls, which is not true. But like that was just sort of, you know, to push a pseudoscientific racism. But it wasn't just that. It was also like if you were a um, like a rich person, uh, you might be excited about this new uh, technology, quote unquote, Mm. air quotes technology, and have your skull done and have a quote unquote doctor tell you like, this is how your skull shaped and this is blah, blah, blah. And so Walt Whitman uh, was a big fan of this, had his own skull examined, apparently got high scores. Mm. um god i bet he loved that he uh so this is in the book would he had the report that he would show visitors on a regular basis (laughs) like you you wanted to see how it was the precursor to you know how like when someone tells you they're in mensa Mm -hmm. and you're like get me away from this person for sure it was it was like the 19th century version of that he's like look at my skull report yeah i uh i once had this uh kid i played rugby with in high school who paid I want to say $80 for an IQ test <laughs> that told him he had like a 165 oh IQ. My, oh my Mind God. You, everyone knows this kid is dumb as bricks. Yeah. So unbelievably stupid. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, no, I got a 165. I'm a fucking genius. And we're like, you like truly, like truly one of the. Very good rugby player, I will say. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Mm-hmm. So unbelievably stupid. And that probably helped him be a good rugby player. Yeah. He, I don't think, had a strong connection between cause and effect and pain mm-hmm. or any awareness <laughs> so, of pain. He's so dumb that he can't feel pain. I, th- I mean, <laughs> people people don't want to acknowledge that those people are out there, mm-hmm. but they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another kid, a very... Not probably quite as dumb, but also at the same time, probably felt more pain. Uh-huh. I think was more aware of it, um, but in some respect, uh, had a much stronger threshold for pain. <laughs> I think because of his lower intelligence, and that's fine. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I think we, I think we overvalue intelligence. Mm-hmm. I really do, because mm-hmm. um, those guys, I think, live a pretty chill life. Okay, I think. They're both employed. Mm-hmm. They're having a good time, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they just kind of vibe out. They do their thing. They mosey, you know? If, uh, to be 
to be like not a traditionally smart person and to be okay with that, I think is a good place to be because it's only one characteristic. It's not mm-hmm. the characters. Some people are attractive. Some people aren't. Some people are smart. Some people aren't. Some people are conscientious. Some people aren't. You just need some like good and bad qualities to sort of even. You don't want too many bad qualities, basically. Yeah. But I I feel like the guy who needs you to know his IQ score. It's almost like um you know when someone tells you they're going to go on a diet, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like. Just do you got to Part get, of me wants get, to be like two weeks in. Yeah. Do the diet for a little bit because they I feel like they get the dopamine hit of saying they're going to do something which your brain feels like is the same thing as if you had. For done sure. It. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, I, I get caught up in that sometimes, too. I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to write seven movies Mm -hmm. tomorrow yeah yeah (laughs) and then i i don't i don't write a single movie Mm -hmm. Um, i will sometimes uh um if i want to do something that i think is good for me but i know is also going to be difficult mm -hmm. i will start telling people that um so that then i have to do it because otherwise some sense of anxiety yeah i I don't want to get the social rejection of like uh like that was a big thing when i was gonna like quit my day job to focus on comedy. Um, I just started telling people that I was doing it. And then like eventually enough people knew that I would have felt embarrassed if, if I you didn't did, yeah, do it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, social accountability definitely helps with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I embark on something like that, I usually try and do it with a friend mm-hmm. or at least update a friend. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not doing it with someone, I like will have someone that I'm like, talking about it with Mm -hmm. um so that they can be like you know they can ask about it and be like are you still doing this and if i say no i'll feel embarrassed Mm -hmm. and then um i think a healthy amount of shame is okay (laughs) i think it is um i think i i read that the difference between guilt and shame is like guilt is is i did something bad and i should feel bad for have having done something bad and then shame is I did something bad and therefore I'm a bad person and the former is helpful and the latter isn't. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. So I'm not jacking off for the entire month of July. And is that what, 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 what is that? Is that to avoid guilt or shame? No, I don't really have, I have, I have hangups, but I don't have any sexual hangups really, Mm -hmm. but I do like to, um, I think I think it it's kind of along the lines of my fascination with like stoicism that yeah, I like okay. to see if I could uh like if you can do it that I can do it yeah and I've actually uh I've gone the entire month of July without jacking off before but this year I'm going to do all of July and also the first day of August but I imagine on midnight August 2nd I'm going to be You're- Let's just say this, Matthew. I'm gonna have an erection, and unlike some billionaires, I'm gonna know exactly what you're to gonna do. see. I I look at you, mm-hmm. and I that guy can come good with himself <laughs> for sure. Thank God, dude. I hope that's the fucking aura I'm giving off. That this guy knows how to love himself for sure. No, I mean you can definitely jerk. I'm trying to think of like p- cultural icons that I think could jerk. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll say JFK. Okay. Jerker. Okay. For sure a jerker. Mm-hmm. Um, known for head. Known for head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh man, you know what? 
I bet uh, Trump, bad jerker. Okay. Bad jerker, Trump. Mm-hmm. Terrible jerker. Okay. I a lot do of not... people hate Trump, but this is a new reason. I don't think he has it in him. <laughs> Bill Clinton, good jerker. Okay. Um, I'm trying to go outside of just politics here. Uh, I would like to say... Um, Adrian Brody, the actor from The Pianist. Okay. Um, good jerker. Uh-huh. Fantastic actor, too. Daniel Day-Lewis, amazing jerker. Not as good as he is as an actor. <laughs> but close. Well, that is as great of a place as any to end, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, okay jerker, but better actor. Eight, eight out of ten jerker, mm-hmm. ten out of ten actor. Well, guys, we talked a lot about jerking off, so if you have a jerk-off routine... Please email the before hour podcast at gmail.com. Can you tell people where to follow you? Uh, uh, on Instagram at Matt Hansel with two L's dot biz. Um, you can also follow Kiwi Bagel Comedy on Instagram. Um, you can follow me home. It's uh, <laughs> such a I didn't I didn't need to do that, guys. I did not need to do that. Don't follow me home. I live at a. <laughs> No, no, we're going to bleep that last part out. We're going to bleep the part where he says his full address. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Please follow Matt on Instagram and his comedy show. And remember, folks, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. I'm just playing night owls. You know, I love you. Thank you.